everyone and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host Harriet Cole. So honored to be with you today and to connect with you each week. I hope that you had a great week, that you lived it in an inspired way, that you were paying attention and were conscious about your thoughts, words, and deeds. That's certainly what I have learned over many years of practicing meditation and just paying attention in my life, that when you are conscious and intentional, life is different. You know, you have, you create more guidance in your movements. And it just makes a huge difference when you are paying attention rather than kind of stumbling along the way. And I say stumbling because sometimes that's what we do. You know, you had a full week, a full weekend, you get out of bed and oh, let me get started and sort of stumble out of bed rather than get up and stretch and feel invigorated and ready and take a deep breath and plant your feet before moving. I mean, literally, sometimes people are stumbling out of bed. How do you start your day? How do you move through space as you begin your day, as you awaken to the day? How do you guide your steps? And do you even think about that? Well, I know that those of you who join me here, both live and on demand at Dreamly Presents Inspiration, are thinking about that because that's what we do. But do you think about it once a week? Do you think about it every day? I just, I just wonder how we organize our thoughts and whether we are kind of stumbling through space or making conscious steps. To that end, I spent a wonderful weekend with friends and everything about it was conscious and intentional and fun. Uh, and it got me to thinking about the value of friendship and how uplifting and important friendship can be when you cherish it. And that doesn't mean that you talk to people all the time or that there's a prescription necessarily for how you engage, but more, and that's why I titled this engagement today, Cherish Your Friendships. What happens when you do that, when you really value them? What happens when you think about people with whom you've created a bond and a natural smile comes on your face because you know that 
there's an uplifted experience that you have when you're with them. And so then you look forward to that because you believe and trust that that's going to happen. I have a range of friends from over the years, sort of a curated group of friends who, some who know each other, many who don't know each other that well. I The times when they get to meet each other or be in each other's companies when I host a party, but more often when I'm engaged with them, it is one-on-one or a few together, really small, intimate gatherings. And that seems to work for me. You know, think different things work for different people. But I mention that because there, there are lots of definitions of friendship, depending on who you are and what works for you. I have had the wonderful experience of over the years, and I call it curating because it's kind of like you choose each other and then you have a bond that is that is sticky, that's like glue and in, in the best possible way. But sometimes months, years, Many years can go by and then you connect and reconnect. This occurred to me over this whole year. So this weekend it happened with our dear friends, Pauline and Seiji, who we met, I don't know, 15 years ago or more when our children were little in elementary school. And they went off to another school and we stayed together. And what's wonderful about our friendship is it's a couple's friendship like the two of them and my husband and I spent this weekend together and it was just nice having couple friends and was uplifting in that way that you can be when there's a circle of community that you've created and whenever you connect, you know that it's going to be positive. You know that whatever happens, you're going to choose the positive. You're going to choose to shine a light on whatever is happening and find the goodness and support each other. That is incredibly valuable to me, and I'm going to guess to you as well, to have friends who it is just understood that it will be an uplifting experience is so incredibly powerful. Now, I want to contrast that to sometimes you make relationships with people and you think it's going to be like that, and it's not. So, I've told the story in one way or another before, but I became friendly with a woman who is a a peer, in a sense, in the working world, lovely person, very different personality to mine, and kind of brash in her communication style. And I chose not to pay attention to that when, because we started talking to each other a lot. And I'm, I'm telling the story because defining friendship and what it means and what works and doesn't work for you is not always about how much time you commit to a relationship. There are lots more layers to it. So in this case, we naturally were around each other a lot. We talked on the phone a lot. This is many years ago. And at a tender time for me, I was talking to her about something that was bothering me a lot. And she was incredibly harsh, not compassionate. I'm going to, to me, it felt mean and it hurt me to my heart. I was like, oh, 
I thought she was like one of my best friends. How could she talk to me like that? And, you know, I really did have it in my mind. This is somebody I can confide in about this thing that was bothering me that I felt really vulnerable about. And she just slashed and burned me in the way that she communicated with me. And as I sat kind of licking my wounds and wondering how did I put myself in that situation, I had to come to terms with the fact that I was not paying attention to the nature of the friendship and the way that we communicated. I was overlooking a core aspect of her being. She is brash. It wasn't like she was just brash that day. She is. But because I was sensitive and she was brash and and extremely harsh and judgmental of me that day, I didn't I, I didn't know where it was coming from. And I have taken responsibility for the fact that that was my fault. I knew she didn't suddenly become that way. And so what I did was say, okay, I don't have to end the relationship entirely, but I cannot go to her in those vulnerable times. She is not a person who gets to be in the inner sanctum of my heart because she doesn't know how to tend to my heart. And so we still have a relationship, but it's more distant. I didn't have to say anything to her about that either. I just chose, oh, okay, got it. I won't put myself in that situation again. And that was tough. Probably the toughest part was accepting responsibility for my role in misunderstanding the nature of the friendship. But when I did, I was able to course correct. Like, I don't have to excommunicate you, but you don't get to be in the inner sanctum. Now, contrast that to the friends I just told you that I was with. We trust each other. We've learned to communicate with each other in ways that it feels okay. It feels safe to talk about sensitive things. It feels okay to talk about sensitive things and to know that they're not going to go further, that you can talk in confidence. And how powerful is that? If you have a tender topic you want to discuss, you know you can talk about it and it doesn't go on a bullhorn the next day. You know that you can so-called let your hair down and be yourself. And sometimes when you do that, you do things that are good. Sometimes you do things that are not perfect, but you kind of love each other and forgive each other and live through whatever the experience might be. That's the kind of friend that you know, you may speak once a year, you may speak once every three years, you may speak five times a year, whatever it is that it's good. And so you cherish that because you recognize the value. I have a friend from college, and I graduated from college a gazillion years ago, who I'm going to say I talk to her once or twice a year. It feels like picking up the phone and we talked yesterday. It is a, we have this continuum in our relationship of positivity. So whatever's going on, we know we can gather and support one another because the intention is to support and uplift. 
there is nothing more valuable to me than that. And I learned that from my mother, really. My mother, who is 94, has left about five friends who are in their 90s, believe it or not. It's amazing. One of whom has been her friend for 90 years, Aunt Margaret. She, The two of them have been friends since they were four years old. They uplift each other. Even now, like in this time when the memories aren't always as good, their ability to be in each other's company is not always as frequent, but the intention is there to support, to, you know, not point out all the things that go wrong, but to help each other to find the things that are going right. There's nothing more valuable than that. The and, and as I wrote in the intro for this broadcast, human beings are meant to be together. We are meant to be in community with each other. We are meant to hug each other. We are literally meant to touch each other. There have been studies that show that when little babies are in the hospital and no one is holding them, they often perish, literally die, because they need to be loved and touched and held. All of us need that. We need to experience love. We need to experience unconditional love, like that feeling that somebody has got your back, that somebody will hold your hand, that when you feel vulnerable, there's somebody who will support you and love you for who you are. And when you don't feel that, life can be incredibly difficult because we all need it. So this notion of cherishing your friendships, I'm gonna to go to the quote that I chose for today uh, from an unlikely source, from Amy Poehler. But here's the quote, and I love it. It says, find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will change your life. Isn't that good? Find a group of people who will challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will change your life. So I'm going to say, for me, a lot of time is relative. Sometimes it's intense time. Like this weekend, we were together for three days, and it was just beautiful. And I think we filled each other's cups with just positive energy and storytelling and talking about our lives and our careers and our children and our families. It was just like a salve. Um, I talked to a friend who's been my friend since I my first job, so some 30 years ago. I talked to her last night and thinking about find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them and it will change your life. This friend, whose name is Sharon, we were talking about health and we were talking about politics. And we, you know, as soon as and and uh Pauline and Seiji and George and I talked about politics too because it felt safe. So in, in each of these groups, I'll say I felt safe talking to these friends about our global political environment and what's going on at a time when it's so volatile you don't always feel comfortable talking about these things. And yet it feels important to learn to pay attention to what's going on in the world, to have a sense of uh, where you stand, to be pushed 
by people who love you to sometimes take a stand, to do more research, to figure out what you really believe about something. The people who challenge you help you to get there. So like my friend Cher was like, oh, I don't want to be quiet about my thoughts about what's going on in the world if it's just to be safe. Because is that is that selfish? Is that me thinking about me and not th- thinking about the whatever impact I can have on, on the world. And it was powerful listening to her and, and talking through ideas and looking at what, looking at some reports to see what's going on and really talking and challenging each other about where do we stand in this space where there's so much going on that may not necessarily impact us immediately, but because it impacts the whole world, it does impact us. And it was an interesting debate that we had going back and forth. And I loved it because it was eye-opening, I think, on both sides. And, and that that is, as Amy Poehler says, find a group of people who challenge and inspire you, not who are just yes people, but people who say, okay, I don't know if I agree with how you're looking at this. Let's talk about it. And by talking about it in an animated way, yet a respectful way, we were able to support each other and think differently about our reaction and engagement on topics that are really important right now. Well, if we had just been yes people or silent people, maybe that wouldn't have happened. And so I certainly appreciate it. This I, I had the opportunity to interview Amy Poehler and Tina Fey uh, maybe two years ago about friendship, <laughs> literally. And so today we're talking about Cherish Your Friendships. This was for AARP. I've been doing a lot of work with them recently, and I interviewed the two of them about their friendship. And... It was, I don't know whether you can find it. It might be available in AARP.org. But it was powerful to hear them talk about how they met at work, which a whole bunch of us meet at work. You know, at work, where if we have kids, where our kids go to school, you know, it's where do you, where do you go in your life? That's where you meet friends. And they met at an improv uh, workshop. And subsequently built a friendship over all of these years. And they talked about challenging each other, supporting each other, being um, a uh, being able to listen to each other and learn based upon whatever was going on in their lives. They felt safe uh, throwing ideas out at each other because even if they weren't ideas that ultimately worked, they felt that they could they could share them with each other and expand upon them, throw them away, whatever it might be, but this was a safe space to do it in. Isn't that the best kind of friendship to have? And they also respected each other's intelligence and creativity. As I probed in my conversation with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, 
it, a lot of things were interesting. So, you know, they're celebrities. So we often make the mistake of thinking celebrities are different from other people. And of course they're not, they're just people. To hear them talk about walking through life with each other as they went through relationships, marriage, children, uh, ups and downs in their careers, uh, the having the courage to step out and do something else to expand their careers, the various things that they've done, they felt that what they had that was part of their continuum was each other. And the value of that friendship meant so much to them. And I love that because I think that when you have that, that's the hug. When you feel like whatever is going on in your life, there is someone you can call. There's someone who's going to hold your hand, whether it's literal, on the phone, on a broadcast like this one, whatever it is that that can happen. And if you have curated your relationships well, then you have that. And it, of course, the best thing is to nurture it, to pay attention to those relationships. You know, I, I remember when I was in um, junior high school, that's what it was called when I was in school. For some, it's middle school. I had a group of friends and one of them, for whatever reason, she had, was hurting and she convinced my whole group of friends to stop being friends with me, literally. And it was the most devastating experience that I'd ever had. Literally, she convinced them to not speak to me over a period of time. And you know, in junior high school, you're like 11, 12, you are so vulnerable. You, you just you need people to love you. And this is a time when people beat up on you emotionally, if not physically. It was heartbreaking. This was someone who had been my friend since I was a little girl. And what happened for me from there was that I never had a friend group again. My curation of friends and people who are part of my friend group know this, friend group loosely, I have individual friendships with a number of people whom I love dearly. And like I mentioned earlier, we come together at special gatherings, at parties, once or twice a year, let's say, but not generally as all of us are friends in a in a cluster close because I I couldn't figure out how to do that well. So I don't do that. And yet what's wonderful when my friends get to be in each other's company, there's often magic that happens because not only do it, since it's my friends, not only do they share me, but we all share values because my curation of friends are people who have many of the values that I have. So back to being with Pauline, she mentioned being having met a really good friend of ours, Lola, uh, and she called her a senior fox. And it was just the sweetest acknowledgement of this woman who's had a dynamic career. She's beautiful. She has a silver Afro. She's a powerhouse. And in all of her splendor, 
that came across and, and that became like the spark of light for the two of them. What happens when you cherish your friendships? What happens when you share love with the people who have meaning in your life? What happens when you do what uh, Amy Poehler says and you spend a lot of time with them, whatever a lot of time means, right? Um, she says, find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them and it will change your life. It happens. It really does happen. It has happened for me time and again. Just to have that burst of light, the burst of goodness, the feeling of goodness means so much. And so I remember, you know, I started Dream Leapers Inspiration, this platform where we are right now during COVID. And uh, quarantine started in March. I started this in April. So we've been doing this since April of 2020 because I felt completely isolated and so many people that I care about did too. And so I created this platform for us to engage each other and to inspire and uplift each other. And I remember at a certain point when it was just the dark days and everybody was inside suggesting something that I want to suggest to us again now. Make a list of people you love. Literally write it down. Make a list of people you love and contact them. Who are the people who are your friends that you want to cherish, that you want to make sure they know how much you care about them? Now, in the dark days of COVID, I started with the elders. I suggested that we look at all the elders in our world. Who are those people who would so benefit from a call, if they have this technology, a video call, a card, a, well, we couldn't visit back then, but now a visit. Once a week, at least, choose somebody and contact them. And then over time, we broadened it out to other people who are important in our worlds and some people who maybe we haven't talked to in a really long time. It was one of the most powerful experiences ever. And so I want to recommend this to each of us right now. Make a list because we're so busy. Sometimes time zips by and you don't realize it and a year is gone. Or, you know, you said you were going to call somebody, you didn't, and they passed away. And then you feel guilty. Whereas instead of feeling guilty, if you put it on your list and check it off, you reached out to them. My friend Pam, uh, excuse me, my friend Sharon has a woman in her neighborhood, an octogenarian who became her friend. They saw each other all the time. And she became ill recently and Sharon spent a lot of time just being with her, hanging out with her. And so when she passed, it was okay because they had had that communion of souls. And Sharon had made the commitment to spend time with her. So what is the commitment that we can make to the people we love? How do you show that you're cherishing your friendships? How do you show that? When my friend Pauline made the comment about Lola, I texted Lola in the moment and said, guess what? Pauline said she fell in love with you and she called you a senior fox. Isn't that awesome? And I could see Lola's smile through the text in the moment. It was just a beautiful spark of love and connection. 
How can you genuinely, authentically create those sparks of, sparks of connection and love with the people who matter to you? Doesn't have to take any extra energy. In fact, this gives energy. That spark of light fills you with energy. And often, like what's happening for me right now, it literally makes a smile. It puts a smile, a genuine smile on my face, and I believe on yours too, because you are invoking love. You're igniting love. My mother said for years, notice the bright lights in the room. Why don't you be a bright light to someone who might just be so grateful that you thought of them and you contacted them? And it could be 30 seconds, it could be five minutes, it could be longer. But whatever amount of time it is, it is an expression of love. And if you say, I don't have time for it, I want to challenge you. Put it on your schedule. Write it down. Call X person this week. Or even better, choose a day of the week when you're going to make that call. Sometimes it's a text. Then you don't even have to talk. If you do, I'm just thinking about you. Maybe it's sharing a little story, a memory that makes them smile, that makes them happy. To me, these are ways you can cherish your friendships and let people know you love them. I have a good friend who says, give yourself a hug. And that is important to love yourself first. And I want to challenge and say it is equally as important to share your love with others because we all need it. We all need that hug. We all need that outreach. We all deserve that outreach. And what happens is, I promise you, it gives you energy. It gives you vitality. It gives you hope. It inspires you to leap into your dreams because you know you are not alone. And so go on out there and cherish your friendships, you guys. Choose somebody and say, I love you and I'm thinking about you today. And watch the magic happen. All right, you got it? All right, everybody, until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Mm -hmm.